Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. My name is Art Burns. I'm your host. I'm here to talk about mindfulness practices and emotional intelligence that we derive from these practices and so many ways in which these uh, these things can help us in our lives. You know, in fact, <laughs> it's taken me over 135 episodes to, to really explain the benefits that we can get out of these uh, the practices and the uh, the skill of emotional intelligence that comes from them, uh, and, and I'm not done yet. So, um, so you know, it's really really just a really deep subject and I'm really excited to be here to talk about it. But I want to stress something as I always do uh, in almost every episode and that is the importance of the practice, okay? Um, it's it's one thing to understand the concepts that I talk about it's, and, and I'm going to talk about some more uh, concepts about, um, you know, some psychology and some physiology this week and, and you know, and, and just ways in which we can, you know, understand how, how this works in our body and in our brain. Uh, and in our mind, but but the 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 key aspect of of mindfulness is not the understanding of it. Okay, now the understanding is important because you know here in this Western society that we live in, most of us that are listening to this podcast, you know we're, we're not rewarded for for being mindful. You know from from a young age on a societal level, you know our our society rewards you know multitasking. Our society rewards um, you know sort of um, you know the the hectic nature. That is the antithesis of mindfulness, and so, um, and so, so, that, so for that reason, the information that I give you here every day is very, very important and very, very valuable. However, it is the practice that is going to enable you to build the skills and to really, you know, get get the full impact out of the mindfulness, you know, the, the everything that I talk about in this podcast. So, so it's really important that you understand that. And that's why I like to say this uh, with just about every single episode, okay? Um, that, you know, if, if you're going to just listen to the podcast and you're going to just read a couple of books and you're going to just understand the information here, you know, while that will be helpful to you on some level, it is not going to give you the, the impactful uh, benefits that I talk about in this podcast. So, so I just, I can't stress enough how important it is to, um, to, to make sure that you're doing the daily practices. Okay. Um, now that can be as little as a couple of minutes a day. You know, it doesn't have to be something where you're doing, you know, 20 to 30 minutes every single day of, of mindfulness practices. Although the more you can do, the stronger the benefits are going to be. But even if you can only do a few minutes a day, that alone will will bring you the the routine and the mental habits that will will really start to deliver some of these impacts that I talk about in this podcast. So, uh, so with that. I want to talk today about this whole week. We're going to talk again a little bit about compassion. Now, um, I had I had done a, a couple of you know I think it was like a couple of weeks in a row of compassion exercises and and you know sort of principles and stuff like that um, a few months ago, and that's because I at the time I was actually doing a a thirty three day compassion challenge uh, with with a bunch of people who signed up. It was totally free. It was really fun, um, and I could do it again too if, if people are interested and if you're interested. Uh, I mean, I could do it even just for a couple of people because it's all recorded and everything. It's just a question of like creating the automation. So if you're, uh, if you're interested in that, you know, go ahead and send me an email and let me know and I'll, I'll launch it again for you. Uh, because it was really kind of cool and, and, uh, a lot of people really got a, a lot out of it and, and really loved it. Um, 
But the thing that, that a lot of times people, um, people sort of separate the idea of compassion from the idea of stress reduction. And, and in fact, what I'm going to show you this week is that they are very, very much intertwined, okay? Um, so there, there's sort of two different ways that I want to uh, talk about compassion and how it relates to stress uh, reduction. So today, I'm going to talk about how it, it works on a, on a level of psychology, okay? So in other words, our emotions and our thoughts and the, you know, the way that we process compassion versus the way we process stress, okay? And then tomorrow, I'm going to go into the physiology of compassion, okay? And, and how, um, you know, how it, it works on a physical level in our bodies, okay? And I'm really excited to share this. And then on Wednesday, I'm going to, I'm actually considering doing a live meditation on the podcast as opposed to just posting a, uh, uh, um, a, uh, a recording. I'm going to actually do it while I'm on the podcast. So this is going to be fun. This is like new ground. I'm really excited. Um, and I, I'd love to hear how y'all think that might sound different from uh, how I usually do it, which is just an old recording that I just kind of post onto this this uh, podcast. So so anyway, that's on Wednesday. And then on Thursday and Friday, I'm going to talk about, um, about a couple of simple things that we do all the time. Every single day we do them and, uh, and how doing them more often and with more intention can actually really impact the level of stress in our lives too, but I'm going to save those for a surprise. Um, so anyway, so today let's talk about the psychology of compassion and how this, um, how the psychology of compassion really, um, does, uh, impact our stress levels. Okay. So, um, so when I talk about psychology of compassion, you know, it's again, like psychology is, is about, you know, what you're thinking, how your mind is working, right? Not so much the brain on a physical level, but the mind mind on the level of a of, of of a processing sort of entity right like that's what the mind is a mind is something that processes information right it's it's it generates thoughts it has reactions it you know this kind of thing right and so so on a psychological level you know remember what stress is on a psychological level pardon me i'm just drinking a little tea because i'm a little cold on this uh late fall day here in Colorado. It's a little chilly. Um, so, um, so, so when we're talking about stress on a psychological level, right, we, you know, the stress response is, you know, whether you want to talk about it on a physical or psychological level, um, the stress response comes from the, the perception of a, a threat to our well-being. Okay, that's really essentially what it is. Like if you boil it all down, like that's what it comes to, right? And that can either be physical or psychological. And that's why I say however you want to look at it. But let's talk about it on a psychological level for today. Um, you know, the thought process that we have, you know, that something might be, um, you know, a threat to our well-being, right? It's generated in our thoughts, right? And, and um, you know, now again, it could be a physical thing as well, right? Like, like if you're, you know, if you're feeling very cold, for instance, you know, I just mentioned the cold. Now, I'm lucky enough that I have, you know, I'm in, inside a house where I can close the windows and I can brew myself a cup of tea and warm myself up. I can put on a couple of layers of clothing and I'm fine, right? But if you're outside somewhere and you don't have have clothes enough, you know, you don't have a, a coat or, or, you know, you get locked out of your house in your, in your pajamas, right, in the early morning, you know, that cold on a physical level is going to be very stressful for you, right, because you're going to feel on a very, you know, visceral level, you're going to feel a, a threat to your sense of well-being, right, like, like you are literally going to freeze if you don't get someplace warm, right. Now, obviously, there's varying degrees of that as well. If you're in Siberia, for instance, you know, that could be a 
really, really important thing for you, right? But here in Colorado, you would know that you'd survive for a couple of hours before the sun came out and, you know, and you could probably knock on a neighbor's door and stuff like that. But, but my point is that, that even on a physical level, the stress is, you know, when, when it, it feels like a, a, a threat to your well-being on an instinctive level, you know, that, that's going to cause the stress response. It's going to cause your, your heart rate to speed up, your blood pressure to rise, your, your respiratory system to, to, um, to, you know, speed up and, and become shallow and, and, you know, very, you know, quick. And, um, and these are the things that are, are part of the stress response, right? But, but like, but, but let's talk today about the psychology of it again, that, that this is the, the way in which our thoughts create um, this threat, this sense of a threat uh, to our well-being, right? And and these thoughts can be about you know about just about anything. But but I've I've narrowed it down to four of the sort of big you know the the four most common uh, kind of uh, fears that we have, or, or the the things that we threat. You know the 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 status, the four different stati that we feel are are most commonly um, you know you know subject to a threat to our well-being. Okay, and so the big four <laughs> that I talk about are the status of our romance, right? Our romantic status, our social status, our financial status, and our health status, okay? Almost every kind of of stress response that you're going to feel on a psychological level is going to be attached to one of these four uh, sort of feelings of your status, right? So again, romantic, social, uh, financial, and uh, and health, right? So like when when you think about something that is a threat to your uh, well-being, uh, on a, you know, to, to your social status, right? You're thinking about something you did at a party the other night that you were embarrassed about. You said something embarrassing or you had a, a, a disagreement with someone that went a little too far and you're worried about how that's going to affect your, your sort of social status. Well, then the stress response is going to come from those thoughts, right? The same thing on a romantic status. If you were out on a date or, or if you're not able to find a date, you know, you're on, on one of these... Uh, you know, websites like I guess Tinder is one of them, right? And you can't find someone who you're connecting with. And no matter how many times you've tried, you, you can't find someone there to, to go out on a date with. And you you start thinking like, you know, I'm never going to find someone. Then again, the stress response is going to come from that, right? Um, you know, at any given time during a month, you know, many of us will look at our bank account and, and feel the stress response as well, right? Because we, you know, we, we have this thought that, you know, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm um, you know, my finances are in, in a state of disarray and, and the holidays are coming up and, and I, you know, I promised, you know, my, my significant other certain things and that's not going to happen. And, you know, and, and again, now the stress response might be coming out and then health is a big one too. You know, a lot of times when we lie down at night, and we talk about, uh, you know, we, we think about what's going on in our lives, you know, and this is going to be part of the, uh, the talk tomorrow is that, um, you know, a lot of times when we're doing this, this, this thing in our brain called the default mode network kicks in and, uh, the default mode network is, is trying to get us to think about ourselves as separate, uh, from the rest of the world. And it's trying to get us to think about what's wrong in our lives. So therefore when we're lying in bed is, is when many of these things are going to come up and, and specifically the health, um, uh, status is really 
often very prevalent at that time as well. You know, you start thinking about, you know, little aches and pains we might have in our bodies that we didn't pay attention to all day. But but by the time, you know, as we're lying in bed for a half hour, we're thinking it's some sort of, you know, deadly, uh, you know, disease that's going to kill us, you know. And so again, these are the, the ways in which stress can arise on a psychological level, okay. And again, it's always as, as a, um, it's always caused by a perception of a threat to our well-being, okay? Now, here's how compassion can relate back to this, okay? Because when we feel isolated and alone, right, it is much more likely that we will have this perception of a threat to our well-being, right? I mean, the, the cliche, safety in numbers, right? Even in the earliest humans, you know, were, were tribal members, right? They, they, or, or tribal people. They, they would have a, uh, uh, you know, they, they would group into tribes of people because, again, there's safety in numbers. If you know you can rely on someone else then um, and you feel connected to that someone else, then, then you will be less likely to have a fear of a, you know, of a threat to your well-being, okay? And so um, compassion right, is, is essentially another word for connection, right? In fact, the word compassion comes from the Latin, the root word uh, in Latin called cum passus, right? It's actually two words, C-U-M-P-A-S-S-U-S, right? So that, that means to suffer with, okay? And, um, and so, so the, the very word itself is all about connection, right and 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 to to be to be connected to other people right and so it's the very opposite of isolation right and and solitude right and so so therefore when we can you know c- you know consider and practice the a sense of compassion for other people right what we do is we we develop a, a psychological i'm sorry a psychological connection to others and when we build that psychological connection to others that's no different from the earliest humans you know uh, sort of sorting themselves into tribes and in the same way that other animals do right like like baboons in in Africa you know they you know a one baboon might leave a tribe and go out on his own you know or her own but but eventually in in within a few weeks they find another tribe to be with right and and this is important for them, right? Because they feel like they're going to survive, you know, as as connected to other uh, other baboons, right? And so therefore, you know, it's the same thing as us, right? If they if they're building a connection to to another group of baboons, they don't fear for their own well being. And so the same thing works for us on a psychological level. And so um, and so this is why it's it's very very important to to understand compassion. And to and to appreciate how compassion can really help to to reduce stress. Okay. Now, as I said on Wednesday, I'm going to give you a um, uh, uh, a specific practice that that will that will build this connection. Right. It's called loving kindness meditation. I've talked about it many many times here, and uh, and we're going to do a, a practice on um, on Wednesday. But in the meantime, you can do this on your own, okay? You can, you know, there's an informal practice that I've given you here that is um, is about um, just simply, you know, what, what I ask you to do in the informal practice or what I suggest you do in the informal practice is to... Um, 
is to set a timer on your phone or a reminder to go off once an hour. Okay, now this can either be the hours during work or the hours during not work, right? It doesn't kind of matter. You know, I guess it matters to depending on what your situation is, right? So if you work at, for instance, as a server in a restaurant, right? Then then stopping once an hour, you know, is not really an option, right? Because you're going to be very busy. You're not going to see your phone go off. You're not going to have your phone with you probably. So it's not going to work that way. So, so for people who are servers in restaurants, in fact, I was talking to someone just the other day who's a server in a restaurant I said don't do it during your work hours do it during your non-work hours right when you have much more control over it right and so when you're at the bar you know with your friends that night your phone goes off just take 10 seconds and look around the room and and simply everyone who you can see in the in those 10 seconds in the room you don't have to make eye contact nobody needs to know you're doing this you simply silently wish people well Okay, just just wish them well. Just say, may you be well inside your mind. Okay, and and doing this for for you know for a number of people for ten seconds. All it takes is ten seconds, and you do that every hour for a couple of days. And I'm telling you, you're going to your your level of stress is going to automatically start reducing because you're going to start feeling a connection to others. Okay, and not only is it going to affect your stress levels, but it's also going to build this wonderful mental habit that is going to make you automatically. Every single person you meet, you're going to automatically want to sort of, uh, you know, like, like join in with them, connect to them, right? As opposed to, you know, being in competition with them or as opposed to, um, you know, feeling like, you know, like if I win, you have to lose kind of thing, right? Instead, you're going to start building this, this wonderful mental habit that, that it's okay, we can both win, right? And, and we can both, or if we lose, we can lose together, right? And just this sense of, of, of compassion, which is, again, suffering with, is going to just do wonderful things for your mental health, your physical health, and your, your just your, your overall sense of well-being. And we're going to get into how that works on a physical level tomorrow, all right? But this is sort of the emotional, psychological level. So, um, so yeah, so I, I really encourage you to try that exercise starting tonight or tomorrow, whenever you want to start it, but, but really really try to do it because it's enormously helpful. And I've had people come back to me after just a few days of doing that exercise and tell me how people are coming up to them and saying, something seems different about you. You seem so happy. You seem so like, like balanced and, and well, like what's going on? How can I, how can I get some of this too? Like, what are you on kind of thing? You know? So, so try it out really do. And, uh, and, and let me know how it works. All right. So, so if you have any questions about this, or if you would like to, uh, to be part of the 33 day compassion challenge let me know via email okay just send me an email art at artburnscoaching.com i've had a number of people reach out in the last week or so and you know who you are and i am so happy that you have reached out to me because i am just so thrilled to connect to all of you and that's again that's part of what we're talking about right like when when i feel connection to you who are out there i feel a better sense of you know a, a better balance in my in my own you know physical and emotional uh, reality and there, right there, is going to work against the stress response. Now, it doesn't mean that that that's going to completely get rid of the stress response for me. It won't, but but it will it will make it 
less automatic and it will make it more diminished, which is all we can ask for uh, in the beginning. Because all we're trying to do when we're, when we're talking about stress reduction is we're just trying to be able to see our stress for what it really is, right? We, we can't necessarily relieve it all the time. We can't necessarily be without stress. In fact, it's impossible for any living creature to be alive on earth and not feel stress sometimes. But the idea is that we will not let stress, you know, kind of take over and run away with us, right? And, and like sort of hijack our day. All right. So, so again, reach out if you have any questions or you want to be part of the compassion challenge or, or, you know, you want to tell me anything, I would love to hear from you. Okay. And, uh, otherwise I'll be back tomorrow talking about the psych, the physiology of all of this and how it works. And this is really amazing. All right. Um, all right. Well, I'll talk to you then. And I hope you all have a great day and I wish you well. Take care.